The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went out to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the place of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him, and the host who invited both you, of both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man, and then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, uh, good evening. Uh, our topic is humility tonight. It was pretty clear in really the first reading and the gospel acclamation and the gospel reading, it's about humility. Uh, well, I had the opportunity to pick up my grandson at school on Friday. And uh, it's a new way of uh, releasing the students, so it's a new thing because the school has grown. And uh, we happen to be in this parking lot instead of over by the school. And I had done this one other time, and, and so I, I wanted to see it a little closer, all the moving pieces. So I got out of my car and I kind of watched it from an area over here. And, um, so all the students, they leave and they get into the car in that big parking lot, and then there's uh, the, the higher grades, they get down at the, into the school. But the third, fourth, and fifth grade, they have to come up the walkway right here, and then they wait. They wait for all of the cars to leave. Well, I'm watching that, and uh, I seek Luke Jennison, the principal, and so afterwards, I asked him, I said, uh, that's really amazing. Uh, they all just kind of stayed there. I mean, they, they just stayed there. I mean, you know, all of those kids, they're just waiting for all of those cars to leave. And he said, uh, humility is a virtue. It has to be taught and learned. But they did pretty well. I was thinking of what patience and waiting. But he went right to humility, which caused me to really think about the connection with waiting and humility. So I did a little word researching, and I found out some interesting 
things about the word humility. It comes, the Latin comes from the word hummus. The same word we think about soil, dirt, the ground. As it turns out, the closeness right there is with the ground. People that are grounded are humble. It turns out that grounded people see a bigger picture. And when we think about humility, we're really seeing that God we're looking through God's eyes. Grounded people see through God's eyes the bigger picture. That kind of fits back in with that second reading. Paul is telling the readers of Hebrews, he's saying there's something very different here. We have to look through the eyes of God to see the bigger picture. Well, I was thinking about humility and this really this idea of seeing through God's eyes. And so I thought of three different points that I wanted to make about that. Um, So I think I've shared before, uh, my wife and I are doing marriage prep. So we've done two sessions with that. We've had 10 different couples that we've gone through. It's a seven-week session. And uh, I remind the couples that a wedding, obviously, is a huge event. We might call it the Super Bowl of family gatherings, right? It's huge, the stress, the, the details, everything that you have to do. It's a huge event. It's, it's hard to pull off. I mean, <laughs> you all have been involved. Either you participated, you put it on something. You know how huge this is. I try to remind the couples that they need to look at this event like God does. He doesn't see all those special things that you've done for the guests He's really looking at, I think, two things that happen. Because he's really judging and evaluating and looking at the heart. I think the first is that moment that the bride is at the other end, she enters, and the groom is up here. It's their first eye contact. It's something they'll remember the rest of their lives. And God is looking at the heart of both of them. The second is, is when they're exchanging vows. God isn't concerned about all these other details. He's saying, you're coming before me and you're promising a permanent relationship. And that's what he's really judging and he's really looking at the, the, where the heart is, the sincerity of those vows. Um, the second event I was thinking of is when we, a grounded person, sees their own blessings and they see them of others. It's not just everything about me. I see the blessings and the gifts of others. That's a grounded person. Well, yes, we see natural abilities. You're good at certain things, maybe leadership or you're an entrepreneur, or you're, you know, attention to detail. These are all things that you may be naturally good at. But there's also spiritual blessings, charisms, we might call it. In fact, there's a class that's starting up here at Nativity to help individuals discern what their spiritual gifts are, the charisms that God has given them 
to build up his church. It's difficult to discern these because it's not something that we might necessarily enjoy doing at first. We don't know that we're good naturally. So, as a couple of examples, um, uh, giving. I mean, Nativity is a, is a great giving parish. Giving. But if it's a spiritual blessing, if it's a, spir- if it's a charism, that giving goes further than you would expect. You'd say, wow, that really did a lot of good. I'm surprised. God used the giving to do something extraordinary. That's, that's what a spiritual blessing is. God using the gift, not for your benefit, but to build up the church. Knowledge. You may be really smart, but is the knowledge building up others so that they learn to understand and know God? Is it increasing their faith? Is it moving them down the path of spirituality? God's doing something extraordinary with your knowledge. Encouragement. Maybe, maybe you encourage people, but does it seem to go further? Is it extraordinary? That's when we're looking with God's eyes because he's saying, I've given you spiritual gifts. I want you to use them, but also look to see how they're being used to build up the parish and his church. Uh, the final point, um, and when we think about that word humility, really being connected with dust. We're always we're reminded of it on Ash Wednesday. You came from dust and you'll return to dust. Remember that. We're humbled because of our reminder that we are dust. Well, Adam was made from dust. And his role was really to take care of the garden, to work and till and tend the garden. It's a natural activity for somebody that's made from dust to spend their time working in the soil, the earth. This uh, caused me to think about uh, Nativity Parish and really where we've come over the last two years. It's an incredible, thriving environment that has just continued to grow when many churches have struggled with uh, rebounding from COVID and and other issues, and Nativity is thriving. Well, I went to a parishioner uh, who's on the pastoral council, and I said, you know, what, what, what do you think of this? And she used the word vibrant. That's a, be- that's a beautiful way of thinking about what we see happening at Nativity. Vibrant. Energy. Enthusiasm. The school is growing. We have all kinds of activities and things that are happening in the parish. It's a wonderful time at Nativity. But we have to stay humble. We have to stay focused on seeing what really causes. These are God's gifts. This isn't something that's happening by any one person. This is happening because God has caused it to happen for this parish. 
because of our history and because of what we can do to build up the kingdom. And I think that's the most important lesson when we think about humility, is what it means to this parish, which is a reflection of the rest of the church. The growth, the vibrance, the enthusiasm that we see. And so that's really what I want you to take away from tonight. And I just wanted to add one more comment, because I know that Father Mike, I, I really have to say, I, as a new deacon, I didn't really have a great appreciation of what it takes to really run a church. <laughs> and so over the last two years, I have really been um, amazed at what it takes. And uh, being short a couple of priests right now, I know that there's a lot of activity that goes on. And so I, I just want to thank uh, Father Mike for all the wonderful things he's doing. And uh, yes. And we need to stay humble. <laughs> Amen, yes. Proud to be Catholics. Let's stand and profess our faith.